Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Jordan Howard doing the brunt of the work. My shattered dreams and broken heart. On third down, Cousins back to pass. Oh, he's getting sacked back at the 25-yard line. Eddie Goldman got him. Their nose tackle Eddie Goldman in his fourth year from Florida State with his third sack this season. Miskey throws to the left, and it's caught for a touchdown. Into the end zone goes Taylor Gabriel. He got a step on Holton Hill. After review the play, the receiver didn't catch the ball. However, he was down by contact at the one-yard line. It'll be Chicago's ball there, first and goal. And in the win-and-in scenario for the Vikings, they trail 6-0. touchdowns this game. He has nine on the season, and the NFC North champs lead the Vikings 13-0. Tight end Burton to the right, hand off to Cohen's Burton's up the middle, and into the end zone, touchdown Chicago Bears. Their third rushing touchdown this game, and for Tariq Cohen, his eighth touchdown this season, third rushing, 19-10, Chicago. touchdowns today and Buffalo leads 23-0 Josh Allen cousin short drop looks right sees nothing flustered oh my heavens he threw it right to a member of the New Orleans Saints it's P.J. Williams and he is gone pick six for P.J. Williams 26-13 New Orleans cousin shotgun two receivers left and right snap cousins Yeah. 
situation, that's what's most disappointing is we had everything to lose coming into this game. And, uh, you know, we let it go. And the Bears, I, I don't think the Bears, they played well, but it wasn't as if this was the full brunt of their offensive game planning and everything else. Viking season finishes 8-7-1. The Bears finish 12-4. and Damn, man, that was sad. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, the playoffs are here. Uh, neither one of our teams are participating. You're handling you're handling this pretty well, honestly. Like I thought you'd be much more broken up about the Vikings, but you were also in denial all year. Like the Vikings kind of sucked quietly all year, and you were like, "Nah, they're fine. They're fine." But now you're you're like the guy in that meme, like the dog, where everything's fine and like everything's burning around him. Now you got burnt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny that you think I've accepted this pretty well. I've I've gone through like the five stages. Okay, you got through the what? And where are you at now? Acceptance. Well, so I told you on Sunday, I, you said you wanted a pod on Monday for you know uh, Black Monday, and I told you I said there's no chance. Like I I, I thought I was going to be much worse for much longer. So I think it starts with denial, and I was in denial for for a few minutes. You know, I always do that thing where you hope somehow. Same thing with like elections that don't go your way. You hope like there's some mistake. Mm-hmm. And actually, the refs miss something, and they're going to reverse it. And you know that did not last very long. I think the next stage is anger, and I got into anger very quickly and very dramatically <laughs> in my uh, in my longtime fantasy football league chat. I I wished that the Eagles fan in the league would die of a uh, communicable mm-hmm. disease, and that all the other members of the league would die at his funeral when there would be an earthquake <laughs> there. And then I de- and then I departed the, the group chat and did not come back until yesterday. Wow, you left the group chat of your of your yeah, of so, your AYFL. So, so so anger was 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 pretty intense, and and I and I I mean I just went all in on cousins. I mean I I despise him now. Uh, so bargaining, I don't even know what bargaining means. I guess the only bargain is if we could trade cousins to someone, but I don't really see how that would happen. Um, and then and then depression set in pretty deeply, and you know I wondered what I'm doing, why am I doing this with this team? Uh, they're never going to win anything. And then I reached acceptance, which is where I'm at now. Which is you know I thought. I thought they were going to win, and then Cousins would have two, you know, strip sack fumbles returned for touchdowns the next week at Chicago. So, does it really make a difference yeah, in the grand scheme? The Bears should have done anything they could to play that awful Vikings team again because the Eagles are a hundred well, times. But, but they didn't. They wanted to play the Vikings, the Eagles, which yeah. is why they were trying deep into the game. I hope they. And just Vegas agreed. That. Vegas did a bigger spread for the Eagles. On paper, I think the Vikings are a better team. Like DVOA, all those things like that, prefer the Vikings to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But just you can't. You can't. I mean, God. Did you didn't? Did you watch the Vikings? Bears I mean, game? I saw a, a nice amount of it. The, the Vikings could not move the ball; they just couldn't move the football. But it was the same thing last week against Detroit for the first twenty-eight minutes of the first half, and then they got a touchdown in the two-minute drill, and then they got the hail mary, and so all of a sudden they had fourteen points in like a minute to end the half. But they did not move the ball; they had like twenty yards of offense for the first twenty-eight minutes last week. Uh, then the week before they played Miami who had like the worst defense in football. So that was easy. And then the week before was the Seattle game where they did nothing, where they fired their offensive coordinator. So this was a consistent problem for a while. Yeah. I mean, something is broken, but uh, at the end of the day, like if you don't fix the offensive line, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the one thing where I think having a case Keenum, and I said this last week, he's a much, much worse quarterback for sure than cousins. I mean, statistically he was the worst quarterback in the league this year, other than a couple of rookies. But he does have the ability to be mobile, and Cousins doesn't seem to have that. And so when you have a bad offensive line. But the, Would you rather the, the have part- Darnold or Cousins right now? Oh, so I, I said this to you also on Sunday night. I said, like, I'm so low as a Vikings fan. This was during my depression stage, I guess. I said, like, how many teams would I trade roles with as a fan? And there's only, like, seven teams I would not trade roles. I would 100% rather be a Jets fan than a Vikings fan right now. Wow. 100%. That is rock bottom. I mean, how about this? Cardinals. You'd rather be a Vikings fan than the Cardinals, right? No, I'd rather be a Cardinals fan. That's wrong. Because they have the number one pick in the draft, and they have Josh Rosen. Rosen's not good. Who sucked year one. Yeah. But Mitch Trubisky sucked year one, and Jared Goff sucked year one. And look what they did the second year. They led their teams to the playoffs. Doesn't Trubisky still kind of suck? Yeah, but he led his team to the to 12 wins, so he did something right. Yeah, by that standard, Mark Sanchez is like the GOAT. The problem with the Vikings right now is that like their ceiling right now is basically like their ceiling is gonna go down each of the next two years. They're about to lose a bunch of key mm-hmm. pieces. They're gonna lose, you know, Anthony Barr for sure. Probably lose Sheldon Richardson. They're gonna get worse. So the ceiling is gonna be like nine and seven, ten and six, and then maybe you get in the playoffs and a miracle can happen, like happened twice for the Giants and once for the Ravens, I guess. 
And then, but like, and then we're going to get that for a year or two. And then after that, we're going to have to start from scratch in like 2020, 2021. So it's done. There's, there's no hope. If you're a Jets fan, you can hope on Darnold. He looked good in December until, you know, week 17. All right. I'll take that. And, and, and the most depressing part, and this, you know, this is why I asked if you watch the game in the first quarter, the announcers really went into Kirk Cousins' psyche in a way that I've never heard before. They talked about how he divvies up every single day of his life into 10 minute increments, and he has an Excel spreadsheet for every 10 minutes of the day, what he's going to achieve in those 10 minutes. That's like psychotic behavior. And this is coming from me. That's psychotic behavior. Uh, yeah, that is crazy. But uh, like, well, what does he what does he have for like the the eighteen consecutive ten minute sessions of every game? Shit the bed? Like I don't like I don't even know what that means. And he like so he they were and then they were talking about how the coaches in Washington and Minnesota have repeatedly tried to work with him on his mental well being to make to make him understand that everything's not on him and it's okay to like fail and like he seems like a mental case basically. He does. I mean, I I sound like some old school hack when I say this, but I don't think that he has sort of the 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 mental wherewithal to be a team leader and to to really take a team deep. I really don't. You saw him like fighting with Thielen. He gives these like corny cliches whenever he's asked anything by reporters. Do you think the players like Zimmer? I think that they generally do. And Zimmer's another one, by the way, that the blooms off the rose a little bit. He um he chases Nerve Turner off two years ago. Then he he fires um DiFilippo this year, two very well regarded offensive minds. His attitude to 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 kickers and to offense coordinators and to everything other than the defense is this petulant emotional response of it wasn't good this game, so I'm gonna cut the guy. Like you don't trade up for a kicker and then cut him after the second game of his career. Well, well that's why you don't trade up for a kicker. Okay, but once you've made that investment, you don't do it after the second game of his career. Yeah, he cost them a game, and not just a game, he cost them a playoff spot. Because if that game is a win, they're 9-7, and seven, they tie the Eagles, and they get the tiebreaker because we won in Philly early this year. So he cost them a playoff game, uh, a playoff spot. I understand that. I understand the emotional anger, but you don't do that. And then he went to Oakland where he didn't miss a kick the whole year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was going to happen. So, um, so you know, Zimmer has to get his emotions in check also, I think. Uh, you know, it's it's entertaining to have a coach who's sort of so blunt, you know, and tells it like it is. Like he gave great quotes about Bobby Petrino because he was the defense coordinator for that Falcon team when Petrino bailed on them. He's always a great quote, but like sometimes you got to button it up a little Belichickian and you know just go go do your job yeah. as a coach. So uh, I'm down on all these assholes, and it, it's put me in this weird scenario where I hate every single team in the NFC. There's nobody I want to see succeed, which is why I said to you, like, let's rank our rooting interests for these 12 teams in the playoffs. I don't know who to root for. Yeah, so let's figure that out. Okay. No, let's, let's well, okay. So number twelve we have both the same is the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, I would rather like an asteroid hit the earth yeah. than the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Or even make the Super Bowl. I'd rather it's more important for to me for the Patriots to not make the Super Bowl this year than um, you know, than than I care about any other team winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we need Brady to look completely washed up. We need the Patriots to have a whole offseason of like you know, is, you know, who's going to play next year? Is Belichick going to try and trade up for some quarterback? Uh, is Sam Donald the best QB in the AFCs? That's what I want to hear. I want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's going to be happening, but uh, I wish you the best. So, yeah. So, so the Patriots are dead last. We agree on that. But then my next six spots are all the NFC teams. There's no team in the NFC that I will, like, not be miserable to see them win. Again. Yeah. All right. So this is very specific to you. Yeah. So my 11th team is the Ravens because... I've always hated the Ravens. They're just a very unlikable team. Uh, you know, Ray Ruit, Ray Lewis, Ray Rice, yeah. like everyone okay. they've employed so is I, awful. I agree with you about all of that, and historically, that's undoubtedly the case. Plus, also, the like, if I like Lamar Jackson, but like, if this garbage team can win the Super Bowl, like, offense is more fun to watch than defense. If this team's just going to win a bunch of unwatchable fourteen to ten playoff games, then the playoffs are going to suck. And right now, everyone thinks the playoffs are going to be good. So the Ravens winning the Super Bowl means the playoffs sucked. All right, so I have a few comments here. So first of all, I've always hated the Vikings, excuse me, the Ravens. Well, I hate the Vikings also, Freudian slip. I've always hated the Ravens as much as you, if not more, because also I always felt like they stole the Vikings sort of, you know, specialness as the only purple team in the league. And then not only were they purple, but then they came in and won a championship right away. Oh, that makes sense. That's exactly something my nine-year-old would have said two years ago. Yeah. That somebody stole someone's specialness with the color purple. Yeah, no, but the Vikings were always identified as the purple team in the league, you know, the purple people leader. So I've, I hate the Ravens. I've always hated the Ravens. But this Ravens team is not like you. The reasons you just gave are Ray Lewis and Ray Rice. They, they don't work there anymore. Lamar Jackson is really exciting. But just historically, I don't like the Ravens, even though I don't have a problem with Harbaugh. First of all, it's very unique, the, their offense. It's interesting because it's unique. It's dynamic. And if you don't like defense first teams, I got news for you. 
every single team in the AFC is defense first, other than arguably the Colts and the Patriots. And even those teams, their offenses aren't mm-hmm. great. And in the de- and in the NFC, the Cowboys are defense oh, wait, first. You, you were the, the Bears. Are you said the Colts first. and the Patriots. You didn't mention the Chiefs that play no defense. And oh, the, yeah, obviously the Chiefs. Yeah, excuse me. I, obviously the Chiefs. Yeah, but but Houston is a defense first team. Baltimore's a defense first team. The Colts are really a defense first team. The Chargers are probably, especially the way Rivers has played the last few weeks, are a defense first team. Frankly, the Saints have been a defense first team. Yeah, in no, the I would half agree. The I, there's a lot of good defensive teams. The Seahawks are defense first. The Cowboys, the Bears. So there's a lot of those. So you can't. Also, one of the issues is the last few weeks of the year, a lot of offenses like the Saints really stagnated. Uh, if you look at DVOA of the teams in the playoffs, every good offensive team basically made the playoffs. A lot of the elite defensive teams did not make the playoffs. Yeah, but also, did you see that the seven highest paid quarterbacks all missed the playoffs? Yes, didn't even come close for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. Everyone decided last year that you need to, if you have a, an average starter, you need to pay them $30 million. So so Cousins and Stafford and Garoppolo all got $30 million and uh, not great. I mean, Brady makes no money. Like the Patriots basically cheat. Well, there's there's no question there's a handshake deal after he retires, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, forget about a handshake deal. I mean, it's probably like uh, like it's been made. Like, he's getting the money somehow now. Like, they're they're paying Giselle like $80 million a year to be like a celebrity in, in, at the game or something. I don't know. There's got to be a deal because he makes so much money, it makes no sense. He had like a Ricky Williams contract this year where he could get $5 million incentives by being in the top five and like passing touchdowns, passing yards. But... Like if you miss two games, you don't finish in the top five in those. So it makes no sense. And he didn't. He only finished seventh in one of them. He didn't come close. So the Ravens are my eleven. Who is your eleven? So my eleven is the Eagles. I I yeah. lived in Philadelphia for two years. First of all, I lived in New York for many years before that, and I always knew that New Yorkers hated Philly probably even more than Boston in a lot of ways, especially because I knew more like Mets fans. Philly is not on our mind. Like I, maybe fifteen years ago, but not now. New Yorkers don't care about Philly. But like I don't know. I'd always hear about how terrible Philly was. And when I moved to Philly, I had I had an affinity towards New Philly. New Jersey. Because Philly yeah. w- now belongs to Minnesota, of course. Philly was from from nineteen eighty from June of eighty three when the Sixers won until two thousand eight when the Phillies won the the most nondescript, you know, t- World Series of our lifetimes. For mm-hmm. twenty five years, Philly w- had the longest run of a of a city with with four teams not to win a championship. I called it the curse of Kornhauser, my roommate in high school, who was born shortly after that Sixers uh, title in '83. Mm-hmm. But so I always had an affinity towards them. I always felt bad for them. The Eagles were very Vikings esque in that they'd always be a pretty good team, and you know they lose the playoffs four straight in the NFC Championship game. But then now I see why everybody hates them. I mean, they're just vile. Like the way they acted last year in the playoffs. First of all, the way they treated poor Millie, ninety-nine year old Millie, was was highly disrespectful. Yeah, is she hundred by the way? She's still kicking. I, I, I don't know what happened. To her. <laughs> we haven't heard, so I don't know if, if no news is good news or bad news. Mm-hmm. But you know the, the way they acted, and it's not like the Vikings are their longtime rivals. So I don't like if we had beaten Philly in that NFC Championship game, I wouldn't have had any malice towards Philly. But they they had like this real malice towards Minnesota. Then they steal Jimmy Butler. They've been taunting us about that. They um you know they 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 got a Super Bowl on our back last year. By the way, Millie hit a hundred uh, about Independence Day. She, I, there's nothing yeah. new since then. But anyway, she did have her hundredth birthday uh, in July. So I despise the Eagles with a deep passion, and so I don't want to see them win again, especially with Nick Foles. Ugh, disgusting. So they're number 11 to me. And then number 10 to me is the division, division rival I've never cared about. I've never cared about the Bears. I've only hated the Packers. I yeah, They're my 10 too. Yeah. You know why? Because to me, they're more, in theory, I, I don't care about the organization one way or the other, but they would be sort of more boring than the Ravens because Trubisky is a worse, less interesting version of Lamar Jackson. Their defense is about equally as good, maybe a tiny bit worse. But that game against the Vikings was unwatchable. Like, they can't move. They won't let you do anything. I think the Bears have the best defense in the NFL. But the reason uh, – but I've also been on the position all year long that Trubisky is basically a slightly richer man's version of Team Tebow, and this offense is complete garbage, and this team sucks, and I've been proven wrong over and over. So I also don't want to see the win. Seems like I'd the be- type of team – and it's so weird how when the Bears are good, they have the exact same team. They seem like the type of team that loses that first playoff game, except – They've also historically gotten a bye the years where they were really good yeah, and lucky. But also, but this Bears team is better than the 01 team and the 2006 team. Like, those teams were garbage and just got luck on pick sixes all the time. And this team got a lot of lucky pick sixes from Eddie Jackson also. So here's, okay, so here's a question if you're saying that. Forget about 06. The, their best team was the, was the year they lost to um, the Caleb Haney year. Well, the 06 was when they lost in the Super Bowl. That was Rex Grossman, wasn't it? Right, yeah, that was, Rex, that was Rex Grossman. But then Caleb Haney in... 2010. Yeah, came in for Cutler in the NFC Champ. Yeah, yeah which is crazy. They were, they were a three and a half point underdog to a six seed at home. Yes, um, and they lost. Oh yes, 
I, I ranked on, in the Facebook group uh, a question from Brendan Fitzpatrick. He asked, kind of, you know, sorry to hate on you, Brendan, but an absurd question. He said, are the Rams one of the worst, especially if you take out Todd Gurley, he said, are the Rams one of the worst two seeds we've seen in modern NFL history? Yeah, I don't know why he's so down on the Rams. Yeah, the Rams are, first of all, they're much better than the AFC's two seed this year. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. And also they played early. Yeah, CJ Anderson was fine. So I went ahead and actually ranked all of the, I think the yeah. last decade. So the four by the, the last forty, whatever it is, or last thirty six. Who's the worst team to ever get a buy? At least in well, this in century. the last decade. Oh, it was by far yeah. those Bears. Were they were terrible? They had the lowest point spread. The Color Bears or the or the or the Rex Grossman Bears? I didn't go back two thousand six. I just did this decade. So two thousand ten Bears. Oh, okay, so the, the Color Bears were the worst team to by ever far. Get a they buy. had okay. the low, they had the worst point differential of any team to have a buy this decade. They had the worst by all the advanced stats by DVOA and everything. And again, the, the, their first playoff game, they got to play against a seven and nine team who, you know, Se- yeah. Seattle, who was a, se- a terrible team, only won a terrible division. And then their next game, again, they were three and a half point underdogs to a six seed and lost badly. So they were by far the worst team. Yeah. I mean, if you remember 2001, they literally just got defensive touchdowns every week. Yeah, every and, single and won that way. Um, All right. So, so I don't want to is bears for both so of us. A question for the bears before we move on. If they're yeah. down, if they qu- if they have like, a, you know, they fumble a punt and they quickly go down 10 nothing. In a playoff game, is that game over? Like, do you have any confidence that Trubisky can lead them back? Well, Trubisky can't, but can they get another defensive touchdown? Right. You're can any Jackson they, they get a pick six? They literally need the defense to because the defense could get stops the rest of the game. They might not tie it up and win. What, what I don't understand about both Bears games against the Vikings and the Vikings again this year had the best third down defense in the league, although mm-hmm. not by a historic margin like the year before. In both Bears games. Time after t- the Bears were greater than fifty percent success rate on third downs, and the reason was time after time it'd be third and eight. Trubisky would drop back. He looks at his one receiver. He's not available. And then he would just run for a first down. And I was screaming at the TV, like, why is there not a spy on Trubisky? He does not know how to read a defense. He looks at one target. And if that guy's not open, he just runs every time. How do you not put a spy on the, him? The Bears-Eagles. You don't need to double cover their shitty yeah, wide receivers. The Bears-Eagles game is the only one of the four matchups this week that has not happened already. Do you, are you the Bears losses? Do you know them off the top of your head? This is crazy. Yeah, they lost the Giants game uh, when they got it to overtime miraculously because the onset kick and all that crap. Yeah, right? so they lost on the road overtime. A bad loss yeah. to the Giants. They, but they still lost the Aaron Rodgers game in week one, obviously. Week, week one, they lose Aaron Rod- on the road in Green Bay by one. They lost at home to the Patriots, I think, 38 to 31. Yes, correct. And? And then they, they beat the Cardinals 16-14. They should have lost that game. And they lost a ludicrously fluky game, if I remember correctly, in Miami. In oh, they lost the Miami game. But, well, I mean, no, they came back to make it closer, as I recall. Yes, but they missed oh, the field goal. Hmm. Or they missed four extra points. They missed a bunch of kicks that game. The Miami-Cleveland game was the ludicrous one, not Miami-Chicago. Yeah. They missed a bunch of kicks in that game. But then again, like, Miami's garbage. So they lost three games, one point or overtime, and then a touchdown to the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, they're an unlucky team almost. No. You're focusing on their four losses. You're not focusing on all their wins, which were also lucky. I mean, they beat you guys once. It was close. They they had a win in Detroit that was close, but they have a lot of blowout wins also. Well, I mean, against the Bears. I, I went through it, and if you take out every pick six from a game, basically, yeah. the Bears only lose one total game because they won a game. They like won a game from a pick six. They won like three from pick six, but they lost two from like a, mm-hmm. like a, I think, yeah. So like, I think the Patriots had a block punt in that game or something. Anyway, um, all right. So the Bears are my number nine. My Eagles are number 10. So I'm rooting for the Bears this week, but, but you know, ju- I want them to win two nothing and all the players to get syphilis. Okay. So fair uh, the charges are my number nine i just think i have no problem with the team uh philip rivers is definitely i think he definitely has the mantle can't give it to anybody really young you, i guess you could say rivers or luck the the most accomplished qb to never win the super bowl right like in history or right now no current current the, the active guy who has the mantle for the greatest guy to never win you know what peyton manning had for a long yeah, time I mean, what john elway had so it's 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 rivers by such a huge margin that it's offensive that you even put i'm not saying that offensive. obviously rivers had a much better career than luck yeah but you know th- those are the two guys who were even close to being veterans who haven't won because so many guys have won no, it's rivers number one matt ryan number two. Oh yeah ryan is there too that's a good point yeah. at this point i mean and, i mean ryan essentially won the super bowl like i don't know what he's gonna do it and i and, and by the way i would put cam newton number three Cam Newton. Okay, that's to, fair. He's been to a Super Bowl. Well, this Rivers and Luck have never even been there. You're right, Ryan. He's R- won an MVP, which Luck hasn't done. Yeah. Well, Luck would probably fall on the ball if, if someone fumbled in you know the Super Bowl and he had to recover it, save the game. So yeah, but you're okay, fine. So there are actually now uh, forgetting about the 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 Watsons and 
and the homes of the world who are just getting started. Like there are there are a few guys out there, but there's no Dan Marino type. There's no like I cannot believe this guy never won a Super Bowl. Well, Philip Rivers is I actually like, just, Rivers was never he's a great player, but he was never the best QB in the league. I, I also who? Philip Rivers? How many Philip Rivers top five Chester MVPs did Go look at two thousand nine. He was the best quarterback in the league in like oh eight, oh nine, oh ten. Oh, so he has three Chester MVPs? No, no, no. No, he has no Chester MVPs. He was the best quarterback in the league one of those years. He wouldn't have got the MVP. But he oh, was okay. the best quarterback. Yeah. I, I just redid, and I also posted this on Facebook. I redid my, my all-time quarterback rankings this week, updating it to take into account the latest season. Yeah. And I have Phillip Rivers all the way up at number 21. So to me, he's a no-question Hall of Famer. So I would like to see him win a little bit for that reason. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm looking at my ranks for him. Yeah, I have him number one in 2008. Mm-hmm. I have him. Okay, I have him number five in two thousand six. Yeah. Number one in two thousand eight. Number four in two thousand nine. Number four in two thousand ten. Number four in two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. Number four this year. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six years that he's been a top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, that is really good. All right, so I hope. So the reason I had them, I had them solo down, is because they don't have any fans, and it would be an insult to the other thirty-one fan bases. It's essentially a troll of the NFL if this Chargers win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a little bit true, and that's also true when like the Diamondbacks won a World Series over the Yankees. But you still rooted for well, the, the Diamondbacks. Didn't over have the bad Yankees, fans; obviously. they were just very new. The Marlins had no fans. The Marlins are a better par- uh, you know, parallel. So I have them yeah. nine, and the Eagles eight. Yeah. I have the, the 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 bottom four. I don't want to win. The Eagles fans are offensive, but it would be a really insane story if the Eagles won. There's there's almost no yeah. There's almost no parallel in sports history for a team like the Eagles to go back to back. Like basically two straight miracles, it's impossible. No, there's not. We've seen backup quarterbacks. We've seen an Earl Morrill. We've seen a Jeff Hostetler. We've seen those guys win Super Bowls. But the same guy two years in a row. Like, and he's still probably, I mean, where do you stand on the Wentz Falls debate? Because it is about to rage in Philly if they beat Chicago. No, there's no debate. There's no debate. Foles is leaps. Foles is going to give back two million dollars to become a free agent this offseason. The only option the Eagles have is they could franchise him. They're not going to franchise a guy and give him twenty million dollars as a backup quarterback. Right, for one year. But who would you pick? I can I can guarantee you that the Nick Foles will not be in the Eagles next year. I don't even think there's okay. a debate here. I don't think there's a yeah. question about that. I also think, and we've said this a hundred times, but Wentz shouldn't have played. No, no, nobody's giving Wentz the benefit of the doubt that that. And by the way, injured. when the Eagles don't make the playoffs next year, for sure all the stupid troll Eagles fans will say, "Oh, we should have brought back BDL." Instead of not troll Eagles fans, so yeah, the, probably the same way. That. By the way, I made the mistake of going into the comments and like Vikings um, articles in the local Minneapolis paper about like yeah. what to do about Cousins and what they should have done, and like these articles oh, are yeah. basically saying, which I agree with, which is like. Yeah, it, it failed, but like, what other choice did they have? And they went through all the options at the time. This is the best one. And obviously, every moron in the comments said, we should have brought back Case. Case was the heart and soul. He was a yeah. he cared on like cousins, like all yeah. these idiot things. Who like, no, Case, Case was like cousins. marginally better than Josh Allen this year. Yeah, he's he's very bad. Okay, uh, so who do you have at eight? So I have the Cowboys at eight. Cowboys right. are always always evil, always bad. You don't want to see Jerry Jones happy. It's it's funny that they haven't won anything in 25 years. And they're a boring defense first team to watch. But I do like Dak Prescott a lot. Yeah, I have I have the Saints eight just because I think there's no story there. Like, okay, oh, Bre- I, skipped the, we, I skipped this. I have the Saints nine. Yeah, yeah the, the, I mean, you have sort of this. Uh, you ha- your hatred from the Saints goes back Since to 2009. Yeah, yeah. but I, but I, I you know I don't hate Breeze. I don't even hate Peyton. I just don't think there's a story like Breeze winning a second Super Bowl doesn't do anything for anybody. Uh, yeah, you know, in terms of and we both I think like to see the best teams in the Super Bowl. So from that angle, I think a Saints Chiefs Super Bowl would be very interesting, or a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. Uh, which we've already seen, and it would be a great game again. Um, you, we, I want the best team to win every year. Like I don't, you know, I want the the sort of unless the Jets are in, I want like the you know NFL to be represented, not by trash teams like the 2006 Cardinals winning the World Series. Um, but the Saint that's that's boring. So at seven, I have the Rams. I, I have no feelings on the Rams. I think McVeigh like becomes this big folk hero if they win. Uh, like I think Goff has become slightly overrated. The Rams are fine. To me, the Rams are in the middle. I, I don't like LA. I don't need LA to win. I don't need LA to win a uh, to win a Super Bowl. Right? LA has got enough. Yeah, and they're, they're, they don't have fans. I have the Rams at seven also, and at this point, it's sort of by default, just because there's so many teams I hate more. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm indifferent on the Saints and the Rams. I'm also indifferent yeah. um, on the uh, on the Colts, who I have. My, I don't even know what number I'm up to. I'm up to five on the Colts. I have at five. Oh, hold on. Slow down. I'm not up to. Okay. So I have it. Okay. So I have the Cowboys, Saints at nine, Cowboys at eight, Rams at seven. I have the Seahawks at six, which basically means, again, I have the Patriots, then all the NFC teams, and then all the other yeah. AFC teams. So I'm basically rooting for the Seahawks to win the NFC. Right. 
And the reason is I, I hate all these NFC teams partly because I feel like the Vikings on a good day could have easily beaten any of these teams mm-hmm. and would have easily I, beaten I, any of these I teams. Think so this is not their year to say that. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we played play by play to the Rams. We out we outgained the Saints. We just had a lot of turnovers. You know, we outplayed the Bears the first time. We beat the Eagles in Philly. You know, so uh, there is a position to say that the pro- the Vikings bad was just really, really, really bad, and we saw it the last. I mean, you lost badly uh, anyway. to to the Seahawks, and also we we under account for and this is going back to like 2009 with the 16 Patriots, who got uh, like objectively worse every week for the last ten weeks of the year, and like just ran into steam yeah. against the Giants in the Super Bowl, but if you look back to the Ravens Monday night game, you see like, oh yeah, they should have lost, like they didn't blow anybody out really from that point on, um, at, at least in the playoffs. I, I just think like who is hot matters in the sense of like how healthy is a team? Do they have maybe a, a secondary injury that's sort of screwing things up? Uh, you t- you're talking about the, the Vikings going toe to toe with the Rams, fine, but that was in September, you know? What did they do? What did they do in December? They lost to Seattle. They lost to Chicago. They lost to New England by two touchdowns all three games. Yeah. Has Jared Goff, other than the Chiefs game, has he had a good game against a good team no. since that Vikings game? No. So he's he's been cooling down a lot. Uh, yeah. So the reason I would root for the Seahawks in the NFC. Yeah. The reason I root for the Seahawks in the NFC is because I do appreciate Russell Wilson. I think he's incredible. But listen, same thing with Breeze. Like, yes, Wilson will now get some real appreciation if he wins two. But like, what's the story? Carol and Wilson win again. They win oh, without the illusion of Seattle. I, I'm rooting for them to I, suffer I'm and lose. Half their, I have them at two because I like the Seahawks. We love Wait, Josh yeah. Rashford. <laughs> so what argument are you making? Well, because I hate so every you, other NFC team. I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see too. any other NFC team win. All right. Five, I have the Ravens. I already said I like Lamar Jackson. Who do you have at five? I have the Colts. Um, I, you know, we hated the old GM so much. You have to be happy. First of all, have you read any of the Tyler Trent articles, the kid from Purdue who died? Yeah. So there was a nice article. He supposedly he went, the, the GM went every week to Tyler Trent's house and talked to him. Uh, you know, that's just a, such an upgrade. Frank Reich might, must be this amazing coach, uh, even though they hired him in like February and it was, it was a last yeah. guest thing. It amazing is an amazing beer. story. A luck would Vinatieri, be, their, their beer game is really good. Yeah. Luck would be a real, Vinatieri, that's, that's an interesting story. Luck would be a really fun Super Bowl week guy. Uh, just because he's so weird. Um, yeah, I would have no problem with the Colts. I, I don't think I think this team's one year away. Uh, they're going to be. They, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I just I don't think they're very good. I have them at number four. They're not a Super Bowl. There's just there's there's nothing interesting to me about. I them. agree. I agree. I I do think if maybe they get another weapon. Some people talk about them getting Le'Veon because they do have some money. I don't think that's out of the question. Um, yeah, I mean, Marlon Mack was good. Yeah, Marlon Mack is very good. He's he's very underrated. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's the Colts. At four, I actually have the Cowboys. One, because I just hate them oh less God. than the other teams. Two, here's, and I've said this a million times, the Cowboys... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. This is my question for yeah. you. You hate this current iteration less, that's fine, but you didn't accept that argument for the Ravens. You Because of your historical hate for, the, explain, for the Ravens, I'm you have the Ravens all the way down The there. Cowboys are interesting. When the Cowboys play a game, it feels like a bigger game than any other team. If the, When the Titans play the Colts on Sunday night, it didn't feel big. You know, that game, when you're watching, you're like, okay, you know, this is interesting, but still, the Ravens-Browns should have been the Sunday night game. The, the Every game the Cowboys play feels like a Super Bowl. The same thing with when the Yankees are in the playoffs in a big game. It just feels like the stakes are higher. The Cowboys matter. when the nothing. The Titans could be playing for the fate of the universe, and it wouldn't feel important because the Titans are the Titans. The Cardinals are the Cardinals. The Cowboys games matter. Uh, and And also, I hate them. They're less odious than, you know, some of the NFC teams that I don't want to win, like the Bears and the Eagles. So I have them at four. I have the other Texas team at three. Houston, I just think Deshaun Watson would be, in, like if they're winning, Deshaun Watson's going to be putting up like 500 yards and five touchdowns and running for a big, you know, first down. He is a very exciting player. And their D-line defense, like I, I made, fu- I said like 20 minutes ago that defense is boring. Like when Watt and everybody are just coming at you, it's so relentless that it's actually fun to watch. Like they're just they're just plays where they're unblockable, and you're like, oh, how are we ever going to stop them from getting a sack on another play? Yeah, I have breaking news, by the way. Okay, I don't know if this means anything to you. It doesn't really mean so much to me, but I just got an email from my firm. We are thrilled to announce the arrival of Richard Demack, Sports Illustrated's former chief of reporters. What for your firm? Who has just joined the firm? Is he a lawyer? Yeah. No, he's an editor. He's gonna help edit oh, our great. writing. Mazel tov to you guys. Yeah. He went to the University of Michigan Medical Is he a School. Doctor? But then chose uh, – he graduated, but then he became a journalist instead. Well, I think a lot of people were tweeting – a lot of the media people were like, oh, he's like the best guy we ever worked with. 
Maybe you like him. Oh, well, now he's my colleague. Yeah. All right. So I have I have the Colts at four. I have the Texans at three. Um, you know, I've never really liked Bill O'Brien ever since uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, but I do like Deshaun Watson a lot. He's exciting, and it's sort of by default. There's nobody else to root for. So, all right, already you said Seattle at two. Yes, I have the Chargers at two, and it, it's you know I agree that they have no fans, but on the other hand, that means that's a good in a sense because I don't want any fans of any other team to get any satisfaction. If the Chargers win, I don't have to worry about that because nobody's going to mm-hmm. care. Uh, and again, I I do also I want to see Philip Rivers win a Super Bowl because the fact that he's not acknowledged universally as a shoe in hall of famer is frustrating to me right why is dan fouts a hall of famer and philip rivers isn't so if he wins a super bowl then i think people will get off his back about that so yeah uh, that's that's why i would root for them as a number two and number one uh for those playing at home can figure it out uh, who's your number one it's the same as mine my yes. my number one is uh the chiefs because they're the most interesting team yeah i don't hate the chiefs i don't like the chiefs but i don't hate them at all uh it would be fun to see andy Reid like making big decisions in a closed super bowl that would be epic yeah I mean, Pat Mahomes is just, he's incredibly exciting. He does things, you know, I was extolling, you know, Russell Wilson before. Pat Mahomes does things we've never seen a quarterback do. You know, maybe Pete Rogers did it for a couple of years, but Pete Rogers is gone. He's amazing to watch. Their games will be 42 to 35 every game. It'll be exciting. Uh, Andy Reid, I've I've always, you know, I was always higher on Andy Reid than you were. And, I, you know, him winning a Super Bowl wouldn't be the worst thing. Kansas City winning a Super Bowl wouldn't be the worst thing. They're also almost Vikings-esque in that, you know, they've, I mean, they've had a worse playoff luck than the Vikings. They haven't, they haven't, they didn't win a playoff game for like two decades until a couple of years ago. But, but they've, they've had lots of good teams that sort of crashed and burned in the playoffs, even going back to Joe Montana and before mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, obviously they they won their first Super Bowl against the Vikings, so fuck them for that. But um, yeah, so I'm 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 rooting, I guess, for Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. But really, as I do every year, once the Vikings uh, season is over, I root for every other team to lose. So yeah, I think we're on the same page. You want to make uh, quick picks also for this week's yeah. games? Yeah. Well, so the big story this week is uh, you destroyed me in guessing the spreads in the wild card week. Yeah, you're off your game. I feel like once the Vikings lost, you you sort of uh, went into hibernation and stopped making sense. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday night I was not making sense. I thought Seattle would be favored in Dallas. You also collapsed in week seventeen in our pool, which had like almost a hundred people, and you were in second place the whole year. Yeah, fell out of the money in the yeah. last week. Well, no, I was in first place most of the year. Yeah, then I was in second a, place for last month. Disgrace. Yeah. yeah, I I had a really bad uh, week seventeen all around. Obviously, <laughs> uh, I thought Seattle would be favored this week, and I think they would have coming into week seventeen. And then the Cowboys try for some reason over the garbage Giants. And Seattle sort of struggles to beat garbage Arizona. And so all of a sudden the Cowboys are favorites. Explain that to me. Seattle already beat Dallas badly this year. Um, yeah, no, I, I Seattle, Seattle should win this game. I don't, the home field advantage doesn't mean anything to me. Seattle's a better team. Russell Wilson's playing so great right now. Yeah. So again, but Dallas for some reason is a favorite. So I'm obviously taking the points and I'm uh, winning Seattle outright. The Chargers also, I guessed wrong. I thought the Chargers would be favored in Baltimore. I understand that Baltimore just won in uh, Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, but we've already established the Chargers don't have a home field advantage, and they're actually yeah. better. They're seven and one on the road this year, and they're a be- they're be- they're a better team than Baltimore. Baltimore is really good and has played closely against everybody, including Kansas. I just City. saw something uh, last Sunday with the Chargers that like maybe they are slipping. Maybe they've hit. They've got an old quarterback, and it is possible they've hit the wall. Oh, Philip Rivers has been much worse in December than he was any other yeah, month. Which why is he magically getting better? Now. For MVP was so stupid. Yeah, he's. Philip Rivers, well, look, he's got a lot of kids, you know, bouncing around on the holidays and he's exhausted. Uh, but I still think, I think they're a little bit better than Baltimore. I thought they'd be a one point favorite. So I was very wrong there. But yet again, I'm, I'm taking the points and, and the underdog to win. I'm really torn on this game. We skipped into Houston. I'm really torn on this game, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to pick the Ravens. Uh, you think they'll cover the two and a half also? Or you, you, would you hedge and take the points, but take the Ravens? I think I would hedge. I think I would hedge. I think I would. Hedge. I don't know. I, I'm just going to take the Ravens straight up. Two and a half doesn't give you a lot. Of, yeah. All right. Uh, Indy at Houston. I think that's a pretty good one. Indy outplayed Houston both games, right? The first one was the Frank Reich the going for it, obviously, at, at which point the Colts were one and five, and then they basically never lost mm-hmm. ever again after that. This is the best bad game we've had in many years. The Indy Houston game. Yeah, because usually yeah. you have Cincinnati here or, or a worse version of Houston. You know, Deshaun Watson makes this by far the best Houston team we've ever seen. I mean, Watson luck. This could be exciting. Um, you don't have like a Connor Cook-led Raiders like the year that Derek Carr was injured. Right? That was awful. Ryan Lindley, didn't he play in this game with the Cardinals? Yeah, they had. Well, they lost two quarterbacks. Yeah. The, the year they started 6-0 with Palmer, yeah, they, they lost two quarterbacks. So, yeah, so uh, Indy at Houston is by far the best bad game, the best Saturday early game we've had in a mm-hmm. long time. That's definitely true. 
we have a, a social event this Saturday evening. And when the invitation came out like two or three weeks ago, I told Jen, I'm like, well, there's no way I'm RSVPing to this because I think there's a pretty strong chance the Vikings game is going to be during this window. And obviously, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not socializing during the Vikings game. So uh, Sunday night, I RSVP yeah. yes to that event. <laughs> so I'll be watching Seattle and Dallas with one eye at the bar. At a bar? You're going to an event at a bar instead of watching football? Well, I mean, it's at a sports bar. So, I mean, the football yeah, will be fine. Then you can go. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I, so wait, who are you picking in the Colts-Texans game? I asked you first. I, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to take... I'm going to take the points, but I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take Houston. I'm going to take Houston. Do you? I mean, you don't even know who the Texans' second receivers are, and I follow this stuff. Like, you don't even know who they are. You know what I mean? Like, they, after Fuller and um, Demarius, like I can't even yeah. name them. And Kiki Cote, Kiki Cootie. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Hopkins is so good. So I, um, I think I'm going to take Houston, but I, I do think Indy's yeah, the better Houston. team. But I, I think the home field advantage helps here a little bit, and I, I think. Indies, I think that the hype has gotten a little bit too much on Indy. Like, okay, they won week 17 against Blaine Gabbert. That's nothing to be excited about. That game should not have no. been flexed. I mean, I understand why it was flexed, but it was not an interesting game. And it was not a good game. And then uh, the last game of the week, again, I want both teams to lose, but I do think Chicago will win because I think their defense is really good. And I think that Philly's a bullshit team that shouldn't be in the playoffs. So, and I hate them both. Yeah. What's your pick here? Well, I'm picking Indy. I mean, I'm picking Houston, I said. No, Philly at Chicago, the final game of the weekend. Oh, Philly, Chicago. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm picking Chicago. I just don't think Philly can can move the ball. I don't think Foles can move the ball on the Chicago D. I think the magic ride is over for Philly. I do think Chicago is going to ruin the second game next week. Like I think Chicago in L.A. is not going to be close. Yeah, although they they beat him they beat him down in Chicago. They beat him you know, on prime time, fifteen to six a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago's defense is really good, and I think you know they don't rely on those turnovers. They get a lot Super Bowl of- right now. Who 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 are you picking? Are you picking uh, Chiefs, Rams, Chiefs, Saints, Patriots? I mean, it's so chalky, but I think I'd probably pick Chiefs, Saints if I was guessing, not what I'm rooting for. Obviously, the Chiefs. The things I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow two teams out because their defense isn't. No, good. it's going to be 42-35 every game. But if the Chiefs get that AFC South team, that should not be a problem. And then they're just at home in the AFC Championship game and against the Patriots team that can't run with them. Or like, I mean, against the Ravens, if the Ra- I mean, but then the, the I mean, that that was probably, who's the, who are they most afraid of? If you're a Chiefs fan, are you most afraid of the Ravens or the Patriots? Definitely not the AFC South teams. I think they're most afraid of the Chargers. The Chargers? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, they might get the Chargers in the second round. I don't know. It's tricky. Yeah. Honestly, this whole conversation about the NFL playoffs is so depressing to me. All right, what this should we talk about? I thought. Let's talk about another depressing topic. Uh, did you see? Sure. Uh, listen to the Louis C.K. Uh, leaked stand-up. Bit? Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. I know that because you had sent it to me. Yeah, I sent it to you right away. Jack Allison, who's like a big Doughboys guy, is the one who made it viral. He's the first Doughboys guest. Uh, and he made it go viral on um, on Twitter and then eventually got taken down. I'm sure Louis is much more mad that his dumb stand-up got uh, heard before it's polished. Because like... When you hear Mulaney do an hour, it's that's like the hour that he's you know spent like yeah. two years doing for Netflix. Like this is yeah. a work in progress for for Louis, but the jokes were like so bad, yeah. That you know, so I, I had all these takes. Like, I, I like wrote notes as I was watching it, and then you know everything mm-hmm. that I was gonna say has already been written in articles by you know uh, in the last five days since it came yeah. out. So there's nothing new to say. But I did go back. You know, there is sort of that counterintuitive argument which uh, which uh, uh, f- friend of the show Mike Pesca has made on Twitter. Uh, it's the kind of argument. Do you know Eric Bienenfeld? Yeah, we follow each other on Twitter, yeah. Oh, I haven't discussed this with him, but I, I'm sure that he would have this this comment because this is the kind of thing he says, which is like, oh, get your panties out of a twist. This is the same stuff Louis always been doing, and you know, you're know, you just seeing it through a different lens now. And I wanted to know if that's the case, so I went back and I re-listened. You know, Louis was my favorite comedian for, for many, many years, and I would listen mm-hmm. to him yeah, all you the- went to see him in the garden, right? Yeah, I saw him at the garden, yeah. And I would – and I went back and – I mean, I used to listen to him all the time on Spotify – uh, I have not done so in a while. <laughs> you know, when we, we've had this discussion on this podcast before about separating the art from the artist, and it's always obvious. It's much like if you're re- if you can still read the color purple, even though Alice Walker is like a deranged anti semite, because when you're reading the book, you're not necessarily. Well, I would never have read the col- the oh, okay. color purple. But you're not okay. But or you can watch a Woody Allen movie that doesn't feature Woody Allen in it, which is not that many of them. Right, because you're not actively you're not looking at his face, or or you can watch a Miramax movie without you know because you're not thinking about Weinstein the whole time. But but to watch a Mel Gibson movie or to listen to Louis C.K. stand up or like listen to Carl Bach sing a song, like you're actively looking at or listening to the voice of like the the person. 
Yeah, I'm with you. So it's much harder. So I hadn't listened to Louis in a while, but I went back and listened to some of Louis' old stuff, including the stuff where he's, you know, making, you know, saying, you know, the N word or, or F A G G O T or the different things he would say. And I still do think that stuff is funny. So I don't think, you know, and Jesselnik is a much bigger asshole than Louis was in in his stand up thing last week. But Jesselnik is always funny. So it's not it's not that because he was punching down or because he was making fun of of, you know, the penis size of ethnicities. Like it's not, it wasn't that it was offensive. He was punching out. It was just, it wasn't funny. It was hacky. It was stupid. There was nothing new there, you know? Yeah. And that was the depressing part. He's, he's decided to lean into this sort of MAGA crowd. He's like, well, he's the only well, people who are going to like me. So. He's leaning into the, the MAGA crowd because here's the thing. If you're not online, the, the internet moves at like 10 years of what the other, you know, what used to be one year. So if you're yeah, not, but Louis, online, is in that. not. He, Louis is online though. He's not. He yeah, Twitter he years ago. He, I don't think he's on any social media. Yeah, he's not tweeting, but he's reading what's out there. I don't I think so. He's for sure. Sh- no, for sure. Maybe he's, he's searching his own name, but he's not keeping up with the culture. Oh, I think, see, I think it's the other way around. I think it's because he overlearned. See, I think he over. I think that he doesn't understand what you just said. In other words, because he saw online that he was a pariah from like the SJW universe. Mm-hmm. He drew a, he drew the wrong conclusion and thought, "Fuck it, no, everybody's always going to hate me forever." Anyways, I might as well. That's not what happened. I might as well lean into the other no, crowd. I think and I think he was the wrong there. Exists. Like, I think he's so far out of it. No, but but he was saying so in the thing. He's like, my life is over anyways. I'm dead. I lost all my fake friends. You know, like, I, I think he, th- like, I think he overlearned the lesson because he only looked at the internet. Yeah. And I think if he had come out with the reflective, honest, if he had done what yeah. he said he was going to do a few months ago, I think he could have won back 90% of the crowd, but he would not have won back, you know, the hardcores on Twitter. Yeah. What's interesting is so as he is who is definitely accused of way less than than Louis and also like Louis admitted to doing what he did and as he's uh, said it's he said she said like he has to be looking at this also and saying um, like I kind of have to make your next hour your act about this you know whether yeah. you like it or not yeah you have to you have to acknowledge uh, you know that you were you know guilty and sort of move on and I do think like they'll probably let you but aziz is much more tapped into the culture even though he like brags about not having a phone and not having the internet i still think he's like friends with people who are normal whereas oh, all these guys who say this are liars they're all checking it every day no i think aziz is telling the truth i think he did check out of of uh social media that he does like what did he say he doesn't have email on his phone I don't know if he's a liar. I mean, I guess he's lying about other things, so possibly he is. He, he may, he may, ha- he may not have email on his phone. That might not be a lie, mm-hmm. but that doesn't. Right, I'm not on a Facebook on my phone, thing. but it doesn't mean I'm never on Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess that's it. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh not really. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you got your trophy engraved. What year in your in your football league did you guys start getting your trophies engraved? Yeah, so I sent you a picture. Our fantasy league has the most ridiculous oversized trophy. It's like a the the base is like a twenty inch square, which it's so big in every direction that it doesn't fit in any bag yeah. or box because it's like a square. And then it's like three feet tall. It's got a massive gold football. One of the members of our league, his family owns a trophy company. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's a really like convenient thing. Yeah, so, so you got a giant trophy for free, basically. Yeah, so we did not have a trophy for the first several years of our league, and then this guy decided to get a trophy. Now his name has never appeared on the trophy. Uh, oh, yeah, my name is on the trophy uh, five times. So <laughs> is your wife mad that the trophy is going to be taking up room in your house at this point? Well, she insists that I'm keeping it in my office, but I insist. And and when I pick it up from the trophy store at the end of the week and I take it home, I will I will post a picture of where on Facebook of where it's going to be displayed. Mm-hmm. But I have the perfect spot in my house, and it, it will look beautiful there. So, you know, I, if she wants me to take it down when she has like certain friends of hers over, that's fine. But like for the right for the important point, company, you know, the important company, like you get like older people or someone she's trying to impress, a doctor. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, I, I want that trophy there. There's not, I mean, we have like a, a punch bowl there right now. Like, what does that signify? That signifies nothing. This signifies, you know, a year of hard work and toil and, and mostly luck. <laughs> yeah, well, here's a, the, the key sort of rule for people out there is like make a fantasy league where you're the only person who knows the rules because they're completely made up and nobody else knows them. <laughs> and then you win it every year. It's not a good league. How many, you've won it, what, five hundred every 12 years? No. First of all, I have not won since 2011. And the reason is I won four times in the first decade because back then the margin like it was 13 or 14 times. It's a bad league. Well, no, because again, to to win a fantasy league in 2006 was much easier. Then you should come in last once in a while. Well, I did last year. You came in last. All right. That's good. 
Yeah. But also because I just work so hard and I never give up and, you know, some people sort of check out halfway. I mean, no one in this league really checks out, but no one is like going to the ridiculous. I, I give the same effort and focus on my team regardless of my record. Literally, I don't you care. If made us, or you made us go to week 17 in the League of Leagues and it was yeah. universally detested. Yeah. Well, those people are wrong and stupid, but that's that's not the point we're arguing about right now. But um, so no, I did finish. No, so it's it's much harder to win a fantasy league now than in two thousand six because in two thousand six there was a real gap in information between people. I think now everybody has access to the same information. Everything's on the internet, and so really now it does come much more down to luck, which means yeah, no one person is going to win a league repeatedly, and if they do, then their league is just filled with jokers. So yeah, so I I, I won't win this league more than ten percent of the time going forward. I don't think so. All righty, I think we've had enough uh, fantasy I did talk this for today. Uh, if somebody wants to join the Pool of Pools, uh, this is your last chance when you're listening to this episode. Uh, yeah, Pool of Pools version three. We're still ironing out the details, but it's uh, taking it's kicking off on Saturday afternoon at four p.m. or whenever the first uh, the first. Yeah, uh, and we, we both finished in the money this year, th- third and fourth. You and I. Yeah, last year we co-owned a team that uh, <laughs> finished dead last in January. We were in last most of the year, and we made an amazing run to like eighth or something. No, we never broke the top ten. Oh, we still made an amazing run yeah. from like 47th to Yeah, yeah. if we had eliminated January, we might have gotten close to the money. But yeah, although I don't know if we should brag that we both finished the money because that, that makes it suspicious. You yeah. know? Well, listen, well, I not only did I finish the money, but I won the December pool even though I forgot to pick a game. Yeah, I forgot to pick a bowl game and I still won. You, well, you pulled out just enough to win. That, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I didn't want to, which is actually not how that pool works because you're supposed to win by as many points as possible. Yeah, well, you um, won by one. That's all you needed. Yeah, so you made 500 bucks. Let's talk for one second about that game. So were you watching that live or did you go to sleep? I went to sleep because they were down 23. I assumed that they lost. Yeah, okay. So, But you saw what happened afterwards, right? No, I heard what happened. Okay, so so first of all, they're down 11 with three minutes to go. And on fourth and seven or fourth and whatever it was, they decided to punt the ball. Oh, that's upsetting. Which is insane. That's, that's upsetting. Like, I it it makes no sense. Why you punt? Yeah, well, that was good for you because you want Ohio State to cover, obviously. So uh, they punt the ball back to Ohio State, which means there's still a chance for backdoor cover because they might get the ball back with a minute and a half and score, but there's obviously no chance for them to score on, you know, score and score again. And so, of course, that's exactly what happens. They end up, Ohio State does go three and out, gives them back the ball. They go down the field, they score a touchdown to uh, pull to within 28 23. And Ohio State's favored by six and a half. So now they have covered the spread. They have the backdoor cover. They're going to kick an onside kick. And no matter what happens, they're guaranteed at this point to cover. Um, so that's great. And the only thing that can happen is exactly what happens on the two-point conversion that they're attempting to pull within a field goal. He throws a pick and it's returned all the way 70 yards. The guy almost scores. So in one play from your perspective, and I was on the other perspective because I did not pick Ohio State, but from your perspective, in one play, you went from, oh, crap. I just lost because of a garbage time backdoor cover. And then, oh my God, I'm going to get back the backdoor cover because of a pick two, which never happens. And as rare as a pick two is, it's even more rare for the guy to return it 70 mm-hmm. yards and then get tackled, right? They either get tackled in the end zone or they return it all the way. But he returned it two thirds of the way down the field before getting hit. So that was pretty dramatic and exciting. And uh, it earned you 500 bucks. So, um, can I? We had, uh, oh, we were talking about this beforehand, but I love when Bill Simmons. Uh, has right we, we didn't say this on the podcast that bill simmons and cousin sal make fun of adam carolla is one of my favorite things in the world yeah he's their blank friend you compared him to a friend that we oh have. yeah well i won't say who it was but like yeah. we we have a friend and it's like oh yeah adam carolla's become their blank yeah and uh anyway i love the fact that he refuses to tip yeah but but louis ck is like about to become the next adam carolla which is kind of crazy well, can i ask you a question that. so they, they told a story about how bill not bill um sal and some other guys kids and Adam's kid like ordered like the most expensive thing on the menu at a restaurant. Now you, I'm have assuming kids. their kids are like 13 or 14. Yeah, they're like 12 or 13. You have young okay. kids, so maybe it's not a great question for you. But like I, I like when I take my kids to the restaurant, I'm like very on top of what they order. Yeah, even but if you're I, also even not like some out of touch Hollywood millionaire. millionaire. Right, that's right. I, so I wonder what the amount yeah. of money it is is where you don't care what like the kids are also well hold on but these are also guys who brag about for years that they go out to dinner with their agent baby doll right and they go and out of the way every time he goes up to smoke like a cigarette to order everything on the menu correct so their sons are just doing what they've taught their sons to do is like is like a good you know troll thing to do what age, when you take when you go out your family to a sit-down restaurant like what age do you let them get their own meal well my kids literally can't read so i'm picking off the menu for them 
Oh, yeah. Right. I guess your kids are really young. I mean, I have a 13-year-old. Yeah. And uh, there's no such thing as a sit-down restaurant. There's a chase the kids around the restaurant. Restaurant is the only kind well, of restaurant we have. That's a, a big issue. I, I realized yesterday, like, I never am like, oh, you know, like, I can't believe I have this many kids. But we went to the restaurant, and the issue isn't how many kids. The issue is babies are awful in restaurants. So we like, you know, you get the seat where you box your kid, and I box my one-year-old in where he's in the glass, and I'm next to him. Um, yeah. But it's very hard to get them to sit for like more than two minutes, and also like, oh, this sure. he's grabbing every single thing like, on the table, he's chucking the salt. Yeah, every yeah. salt packet is get is getting like the ideal is that they just play with the salt or sugar packets for the whole meal and make like a project. No, but they throw them on the floor. Immediately. I don't care. Like I'll pick them up at the end or whatever. Yeah. Like that's no, you got to pick them up immediately, otherwise they complain right. and cry. Yeah, I, it, it's not. Yeah, well, what you do is you don't sit them down until the food comes. You let them go crazy well, the for the first 15 minutes until you're ordering in the waiting. Like it depends on the structure of the restaurant. Like, especially in a big city, there's not always space. But, but I'm saying the goal, the goal is to have – you don't want to waste their, their yes. calmness Agreed. in the beginning. You want the calmness to be when Agreed. you're trying and to And like some type of restaurant, not fancy ones, but some type of restaurants have like, you know – uh, markers and things, and you could color, but every kid can color also. Oh, like, the color. Well, yeah, but, but you're talking about your kids too young. young for correct. That. Like my my older younger. kids are old oh, enough that they could, you know. Yeah. By the way, the real solution to this problem is birth control, but it's a little late for us on that one. 100%. Yeah, if you're listening, number one is birth control. Number two is, yeah, don't like hire a babysitter. Don't go out to restaurants until all of yeah, your kids are a babysitter least. costs a lot more than a cop. When you have um, kids who are young, they don't like order anything and it's like you're six people at a restaurant if you have four kids but that's not a huge bill but the, when the kids are older then it's like a massive bill and going up to with like a huge family is very expensive yeah my four kids combined will eat like one hot dog so my three right. kids get like one or kid. two things from the you have three kids yeah. i have four kids. yeah i'm losing it right you have three little kids like my daughter gets like a full meal and my other daughter gets a full meal and then they don't eat it and the annoying thing isn't that they don't eat which i don't care the annoying thing is i think i should get the leftovers from my kids food well of course I do think I have to make that a rule going forward. It's like my son ordered a whole pizza, had one slice. And I'm like, who's, who's, who else wants it? You're, they don't want their siblings' leftovers unless it's ice cream or something. No, no, but they want their own leftover for like lunch the next day if it's a good restaurant. Oh, my God. Breaking news, by the way. Hugh Jackson, yes. a possibility for offensive coordinator in Minnesota. Oh, that would be great. It would be wonderful. Wasn't he good in Oakland as an offense coordinator? It was so long ago now. I mean, he was good enough to get hired. Yeah. I mean, I never thought he was a problem as an offense coordinator. Although, again, he did not look great in hard knocks. I'm surprised he could get another offensive coordinator gig. I figured he'd have to go down to like the QB coach, receiver. Well, coach I level. mean, his relationship with Baker Mayfield is is not great. No, not great. That doesn't help him either. That Baker's really, uh, but listen, it's his fault. He he sort of brought it upon himself. Yeah, hopefully the Bengals will hire him as a coach. I love the coach who's fired on the way out, recommending another coach to replace him. Hey, I'm terrible. Hire my buddy. There's eight. We didn't really talk Black Monday because we're wait, we we didn't do this till Wednesday. Which jo- which job do you think is the best job? Cleveland, Green Bay, the Jets, Denver. Um, wait. So remind me of all the openings. Okay, the Jets and the Dolphins, the yeah. Browns, the the Broncos, Cardinals, the Packers, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Browns and the Bengals. Oh, Cincinnati. We forgot. That. Yeah. Okay. So there's eight of those eight. My number one, mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, I agree. Baker's really, really good. Celebrate, Browns fans. Baker is really, 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 really good. You got four more years of him on a rookie deal. Yeah. Now, number two to me is interesting. I think you probably have to go with Green Bay because Mm -hmm. even though Aaron Rodgers is 35, it's still Aaron Rodgers. And also, Green Bay does have a pretty good history. Yeah, you can win a Super Bowl next year if you make the right moves. In theory. So to me, that's number two. Now, after that, I think things get interesting. I'm actually going to go a little bit of a surprise here because they don't have a quarterback, but I'm going to go with Denver number three. Yeah. And and I'll tell you why. Uh, DVOA, they were a top 10 team this year, despite all their injuries and despite having no quarterback. So I don't think that Vance Joseph should have been fired. I think they need a quarterback, but I think they have everything else. And they've proven they can win without a quarterback. They, they won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. They won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning having one arm. So I would put Denver at three. I'd put your Jets at four. Because Darnold, while no Mayfield, I still think does show a lot of potential. Denver's a much better organization, but I think short term the Jets are in a better spot than Denver. But how can again? Denver's already a top ten DVOA team. You're coming in with right. no quarterback. True. Denver's better than the Jets. Yeah, but how do you get a quarterback? Well, but yeah, I do. There even, might be zero good quarterbacks available. This year. Well, may, I mean, is it Teddy Two Gloves? I have no idea what who it might be. You know. 
I, you know, I really saw none of Teddy. I mean, obviously, I know that they had zero points, but did he play even like competently? Or was no, he, he did not play good. He had a bad interception. I, I, I mean, he, the only evidence we have in the last three years that he's alive is that he, you know, played pretty well in the preseason for you guys in like one game. Yeah, yeah, he did look okay in the preseason. I just yeah. think he's so immobile at this point. It's not great. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so Cleveland one, Green Bay two, Denver three, Jets four for me. The other four are all not good jobs between Miami, Arizona, Tampa, and Cincinnati, I would put Cincinnati five for one simple reason, which is job security. Because absolutely <laughs> Marvin Lewis was Yeah. If you're a coach, you want to go to a place you're not gonna get fired. I don't think you're gonna win in Cincinnati, but I don't think you're gonna get fired. So that would be my number five. And then now we have uh I would pick Arizona next just because they're gonna have the number one pick in the draft. They do have a rookie quarterback who coming in, we were pre- both you and I were pretty high on. Again, he was awful this mm-hmm. year. Maybe he can be the next Jared Goff or Mitchell Trubisky. They have David Johnson, you know, a top five running back. They have, I mean, their defense is a little bit aging, but they still have a lot of good guys on defense. So I think Arizona would be number six. And then Tampa and Miami, the two Florida jobs are last. I would put Tampa seven because I guess Jameis is, he's almost a league average quarterback. So you have something. And I'd have Miami eight because I think they're starting over from Tannehill and their cupboard is bare. They don't have a defense. They don't have an offense. What does Miami have? The, the yeah, no, don't they don't have much. I guess they're not like locked into anything bad, but yeah, there's not there's not really a foundation there of anything. They haven't been good since Dan Marino was 25 years old. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen a lot of people putting them last, but I agree that that is not a good job right now. Yeah, and again, if you want to quibble between Miami and Tampa, I mean, those are all pretty bad jobs. But and and by the way, of those eight teams, I'd rather be a Jets fan than a Vikings fan. I'd rather be a Broncos fan than a Vikings fan. I'd rather be a Browns fan than a Vikings fan. I'd rather be a Packers fan than a Vikings fan. <laughs> It's a it's a dark time for the Vikings. It really is. No, I'd rather be Vi- Vikings than Bengals, even though short term they might look, you know, who knows what. No, I, yes, I'd rather be a Vikings fan than the Bengals because yes, the the some organizations the, you just don't want to be a fan of, and they just yeah. might be in there. Well, I I, I want to see what Sam Darnold is. Yeah, you guys have look in my entire life as a Vikings fan, all we've ever done is signed veteran quarterbacks and try to squeeze a couple years out of them. Yeah. Jeff Paul George, Randall Cunningham, yeah. Warren Moon, you know, Dante. Donovan McNabb, Brett Favre, Kirk Cousins, he apparently is going to be like that also. Mm-hmm. The only time that we had rookies, what, Dante Culpepper was good for a couple years. In the, in, oh, you, you had Dante, yeah. Yeah, he had a couple great years, but then at like 27, he was injured and done shockingly early. And then, of course, we had Christian Ponder, who was just a bust. And then Teddy Bridgewater, who broke all the ligaments in his leg at the age of before age 23 season i think that they call peppers younger than brady i still don't understand how he fell off a cliff so quickly yeah it's uh it's an odd one I believe he's younger than brady it's kind of crazy he's been out of the nfl for a long long time all right akiva so uh bad luck to every single team this week i hope that you all lose i hope there's some way that can happen i don't know how that would be but by the call they were born the same year but he's not younger they're, they're, he's the base of the sandwich all right bye oh, bye but I've one last cry, one last cry Before I leave it all behind I gotta put you out of my mind this time Stop living a lie, I guess I'm down to my last
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.